If you're interested in listening ad-free, go to patreon.com slash the SCP experience. There you can enjoy my ad-free podcast and never have to listen to ads again. That's patreon.com slash the SCP experience. Now time for the story. It was dusk when the van pulled up to the location. Local rumors have always circulated about the building since it was abandoned in the 70s. The place is overgrown with spots of lichen and surrounded by knee-high weeds. The only way in was an old gravel road that passed an entrance that was all chained up. Luckily, Stephen always carried bolt cutters with him. The local fire marshal would never sign off on a few YouTubers spending the night here. The nearest house is a small hunter's cabin, some three or four miles up the road. These back roads are deserted and rarely traveled at night, probably because of the risk of hitting deer or the likelihood of getting lost. All right, Casey, get the equipment out of the back and start setting up tents for the night. Greg, can you get the generator started? You fueled it up in Bixby, right? Greg was the biggest of us. Could have been a linebacker with his genetics, but ironically, didn't have any passion for sports. Yeah, I did. He responded as he lifted the piece of equipment and set it down on the front lawn. Casey was busy pulling out big plastic tubs of recording equipment, cameras, mics, lighting, and even some equipment for a drone. She looked at Steven, who was already on his laptop setting things up. We should do the aerial shots first before we lose all the ambient light, he motioned to me. I nodded. In about five minutes, Steven had the drone up and running. He flew the small thing around the building. The facility had some holes on the roof. Looks like it survived its fair share of tornado seasons. There was not much else to the property. The graveyard had been long since moved from the backside of the property. There was a maintenance shed in the far corner, but it has long since collapsed. The main building was just left in the elements for the last 50 years, and it showed. We need to be careful going in. Getting hurt out here would be troublesome, but damn did it look spooky. Just a perfect location. All right, that's enough aerial footage. Are we ready to do the intro? I said to the team. Casey was propping up some lighting and plugging it all into the generator that Greg finally got running. Almost, just wanna get these flood lamps on. How about we shoot right at the front entrance? The sign is still readable. I turn around and look at the big plaque on the side of the wall next to the doors. Restful Meadows Funeral Home and Crematorium, it read in cursive. The wood was sun bleached and splintered, but you could still make out the words through the paint chips. Like I said, the location was the perfect spot for an episode. No more underground steam tunnels on campus. No more crack houses. This was a legit place for the channel. Yeah, it's perfect. Let's set up and get everyone in the shot. Steven, you ready to record? Steven got the drone back down and was already uploading the footage onto another laptop. Yeah, let me get the tripod, he remarked as he hopped up and began setting up. Casey trotted over with Greg to get in the shot. I fixed my hair one last time as Steven hit the record button on the big camera and then gave me the signal to go. I take a deep breath and showtime. Okay guys, we have just arrived in an abandoned funeral home that has sat empty since the 1970s. Local legends are swarming about this place being haunted, so we hope to get some one-on-one -on -one encounters with a real, live ghost. I have my trusty team here, Greg and Casey, and we are about to go inside this place. We have our GoPros and equipment set up to scope this place out. Before we get knee-deep in the paranormal, smash that like button and ring that bell to get notifications when we post new episodes. First 20 commenters will be entered into a raffle to win merch from our store. We have new limited edition hoodies and other items available. Those of you that missed the summer sale, we got another coming up in a few weeks. Now let's get down to business. 
Welcome to this episode of Haunt Patrol. Greg, Casey, and I pose and wait for Steven to give us the cue. Okay, looks good. Want to do another take? No, I think I felt good about that one. Just eager to get started, I say as I start rummaging through the backpacks to hook the GoPro and mic to myself. Greg and Casey do the same, and within 10 minutes, we are ready to go inside. This place gives me the creeps. More than that abandoned daycare we went to, Casey said as she picked up her pack of recording equipment. It'll be fine. Worst thing in there will probably be a snake or a bat, I said reassuringly. Bat? Greg chimed in. I ignored Greg as I made the last preparations before turning everything on. Steven, you got us all in the recording? Steven gives a thumbs up from his console in the van. Everything is good, signal is good, we're recording. I nod and get back into my persona. All right, gang, we are ready to go inside the funeral home. Legend says that something haunts the crematorium in the back. Records that my team were able to pull states that the old graveyard that used to be here was also relocated. Maybe they forgot some people, or maybe the spirits didn't like having their bodies disturbed. Casey will be recording audio the entire time, so if there are any residual sounds or EMF readings, we'll find them. In we go. I push the door to the entrance. The dead leaves gives me some resistance as I step inside. My flashlight illuminates the interior, which there is not much. The studs are visible and black with rot. Some of the walls have survived with the original wallpaper, a hideous looking blue and beige pattern. The asbestos tile was cracked in most areas and in others, completely missing, exposing the dark concrete slab underneath. The areas that did have carpet were swollen with water and dirt. An old cracked chair was pushed in the corner of the lobby. Not much could be heard except the dry wind blowing through the ventilation. It has probably been decades since anyone has been in this place. I speak in a whispered tone. Casey, are you picking up anything on the EMF? No, nothing. I think we should make our way to where all the activity is reported. I agree. Let's get back in there. We proceed through the darkness and into what was probably a viewing room where wakes were held. Past that were the back rooms where old caskets were held as well as a supply room with empty shelves. It was a hollow shell of its former self after being gutted. The carpet changes back to asbestos tile as we enter the crematorium. Here, the old equipment was too big to be taken out, so it was left here to rust at the mercy of nature. Casey set down a few lanterns in the corners to improve the lighting for the main shot of the episode. We are now entering the crematorium. This is where they would burn the bodies of the deceased into ashes. You can still taste the burnt smell after all these years. The chamber probably has some residue left on it. On the other side are the big steel cabinets where they kept the bodies on ice, either to embalm them or to cremate them. Greg, can you open some of these doors? I guess so. The big guy hesitantly pulled one open. It creaked loudly as the rusty hinges gave way. The screech of metal on metal echoed through the entire building as he pointed a flashlight inside. Nothing but spider webs and dull steel. Greg exhaled with relief before putting his hand on another handle to pull it open. You all right, Greg? You look a little freaked out. Yeah, man. Funeral homes just give me the shivers. I got lost in one as a kid when I was attending my great aunt's funeral. He opened the next door and peered inside. His next breath was overtaken by a shout. The flashlight exposed a head, a human head. Greg jumped back while leaving the door open. Holy shit, what the fuck? Is that a head? I mumble. Yeah, it is. Oh God, someone put it in there. Is there a murderer here? What if there's a murderer in here? Casey begins to panic as she puts her hands to her mouth. Calm down, there's nobody here. We already scoped the place out. I'm calling Steven. I key up the mic to try and reach him, but before I do, 
we all see the head yawn and then slowly open its eyes. We are speechless as we watch a human head reanimate right before us. After a few seconds, it starts to talk. Gregory? Gregory, is that you? My, you have grown. Uh, Auntie, is that you? He replies with a trembled voice. Of course it's me, you silly boy. But where is this place? And who are your friends? Auntie, you're dead. You've been dead since I was seven. He takes a step closer to examine her. It's literally just a head sitting upright in the metal cabinet. It moves and breathes, just like it would if it had a body attached to it. Except it doesn't. Dead? So where is this place? The head asks. Greg, close the cabinet. Just close it, man. Casey urges him. He doesn't hesitate either and closes it firmly. It's quiet. We all look at each other as if we had hallucinated the whole thing. I think a full minute of silence passes before Greg reopens the cabinet. It is empty. We all gasp. I could tell Casey and Greg wanted to run, but I stay firmly in place. I go back to my GoPro footage and sure enough, we got a clear video and audio recording of the talking head. Guys, guys, this is incredible. I got it all on video. I don't care, we should go. I don't want to be here. She whimpers as she backs away from the wall. Casey, it's amazing, come on. Greg, back me up here. Isn't this amazing footage? This is going to push everything into the next level. Greg took a deep breath before responding back. I suppose so, but everyone is going to say it's fake. Maybe, try and do it again though. How? Greg asks, furrowing his brow. I don't know, just do it again. I bark back. He sneers and opens the cabinet again, only this time it is empty. Maybe it only works when you think of someone, like you were talking about your auntie's funeral right before you opened it, Casey remarked. Yeah, yeah, that's right, think of someone else. Greg protested. No, I don't want to do that. Casey, you try that. Maybe try a pet dog or cat. A pet dog or cat. Casey approaches the cabinet. Despite her fear, I could tell she was as intrigued and curious as I was. She places a hand on the handle and slowly pulls it open. We all look over her shoulder to peer inside with flashlights ready. It is the head of a cat, a kitten. It meows again before Casey slams it shut, her face locked in an expression that could only be described as disgust. What was that? Greg asked. My cat, Posey, back home. She should be in my apartment still. What the fuck? Greg responds. Holy shit, that's fantastic. I can't wait to get this uploaded. Hey, do you think it works on people who are alive? Do you think people can tell when their heads are in another place? I got an idea. I grab at another steel cabinet door. Wait. Greg tries to stop me, but it's too late. I fling open the door and see Steven's head sitting inside. He blinks his eyes for a moment and then looks at each of us. Steven? Hey, is that you? Yeah, it's me. What happened? I was at my laptop editing footage of the drone, and then I'm here. Did I get knocked out or something? I can't feel anything. I can't move. Casey gasps and puts her hand to her mouth. Greg shudders with horror. I'm just tickled pink at this discovery, and we are the first people to explore it. Steven, we found something here. I, I can't explain it, but it does something to people's heads, dead or alive. I'm going to close it now, talk to you in a bit. What? Then how did I? But I closed it on him before he could finish. I quickly reopened it to confirm he was gone, and he was. It was empty again. <laughs> I laugh. I try this a few more times in rapid fire succession. My mother, my sister, my ex-girlfriend, who I had a bit of shameless fun flicking her on the nose. I was about to open the cabinet thinking about my dog before Greg put his hand on the door to stop me. Enough, 
he yelled. I scoffed back at him. Fine, I retorted back. Don't be a buzzkill. Let's get back outside and regroup. This is so fucking cool. Hey, hey, wait up. Greg shouts as he jogs to keep up with me. Casey hangs onto him as he follows me outside. I run for the exit while Greg and Casey drag their feet behind me. I can't believe we are the first people to discover something this extraordinary. Naturally, someone like the military or CIA is going to try and take it over and shut us out. But if we can upload the footage before they get tipped off, they won't be able to deny that we were the first. It is dark outside now, as we step out of the entrance. Ha! Welcome back, St- I freeze. I see Steven sitting but slumped over in his chair next to the van with a laptop in front of him. A soft blue light illuminates him and makes it very clear that he is missing his head. A clean cut right across the neck. Blood drips in a solid stream as Steven's dead body sits in the cold air with arms hanging loosely beside him. Casey screams out loud with only the quiet woods to dampen her cries. Greg puts his hands on his head, trying to process what is happening. His head, it's gone. His head never returned. None of the heads do. What have I done? What have I done? SCP-2733 is a body storage cabinet in an abandoned building served as a funeral home and morgue in the outskirts of Oklahoma. SCP-2733-01 was abandoned after the business owning it, Restful Meadows Funeral Home and Crematory, went out of business. The building has remained uninhabited for the past 50 years. SCP-2733's anomalous properties were discovered after a ghost hunting show began to scout the area for a new filming location. An implanted agent discovered SCP-2733 and reported it to the Foundation personnel. SCP-2733's primary effect manifests when a human being opens one of the cabinet doors while thinking of another either living or dead sentient creature. Upon opening SCP-2733, the subject will find the head of the creature they were thinking of. Creatures are alive and able to communicate until either the cabinet they are in is closed or another cabinet is opened and a second head is summoned, at which point the initial head vanishes. Attempts to track these heads have been futile. Thanks for listening. To get notified every time a new episode is released, be sure to click the follow or subscribe button and turn on all notifications. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I want to give you all a quick heads up regarding some upcoming political ads you may start hearing leading up to this year's presidential election. These ads do not represent my own political viewpoint. So if you hear a political ad play on the podcast and it's not in my own voice, then it has absolutely nothing to do with me personally as a podcaster. Thank you again for being a dedicated listener of mine. And I can't wait to have another amazing year with you guys. I'll see you in the next episode.